I'm a little sick, so things might sound weird. Mm-mm. Sounds like lower quality. Us? Low quality? <laughs> never. I never knew her. Never met her. We're back. And deader than ever. I'm Kelly. I'm Tamara. And this is... Ghoul Beans. Or nor. Or nor. It's my therapist. What'd she say? She said, see you then. Can you ask her what her sign is? You don't know her sign? Mm-mm. My therapist is a Scorpio. <laughs> We've spent the morning looking up signs. Yeah, we're just like looking at birth charts. Do you guys care about that? Tells you a lot about yourself and a lot about other people. And even if it's fake, isn't it's fun. it fun? Right. Who cares? What if everything's fake? Don't you have a good time? Isn't it? Yeah. Like, I hope if you go to church, like, you're having a good time, you know? That's why people go, for the sense of community. Yeah. And, like, there's no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no problem with that. If you're having a good time, have a good time. Just be nice. Just be kind. You know, I love those little snack packs that they hand out. Dude, I never got the snack pack. That's version. crazy. It was it was straight straight nom noms from an old man's hand. You, <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? A man fed it to you? Literally, you like put. Well, it's funny because you can put your hand out and like they'll put it in your hand and then you can eat it, or you can just like. <gasps> Something so sexual about that. Oh my god, I get it. Feed me, father. Period. <laughs> Hear your mic at all. Oh, does it talk? Can you hear me? No, it's off. What the hell? Oh, it's off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Or no, was it off the whole time? <clears throat> I'm here. I'm here too. The Sagittarius in me. <laughs> She's always here. Yeah. I wonder, I wish I could like do a survey of. What are the signs that listen to us the most? Yeah. I bet it's Sagittarians. You think? Yeah, and like, I pro- probably like female Tauruses. I feel like everyone's entertained by a Sagittarius. I wonder what sign hates Sagittarius the most. Although that survey that ca- like went viral, that's like everybody, if they couldn't be their own sign, they would want to be Sagittarius. Right. Except for like, it was like one other sign. It was one other sign. I think it was like Scorpio. Period. Well, and then Sagittarius said if they couldn't be Sagittarius, they'd want to be a Scorpio, I think. And I'm a lucky mixture of both. Love that for you. Hate that for Matt. <laughs> Poor Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it? Gemini, also. My big three are, are big threes. Yeah, yeah. No, well, actually, your rising sign is a really good rising sign. Oh, okay. And so is your sun sign. It's just that damn moon, dude. It's very volatile. As am I. It's in the stars for you, queen. It was written in the stars for me to be like that. So realistically. You're not even like mentally ill. Right. It's just like <laughs> who you are. You're poor. Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just manifesting it. It's not bipolar disorder. It's destiny. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they all say, I think. <laughs> I think that's in the DSM-5. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your therapist. Ask your 
I will. Scorpio. Mm-hmm. She was a Scorpio? She is. Yeah. <laughs> she is, currently. And then the one, the, the student therapist I had for a while, she was a Virgo. I get along very well with Virgo women. But Virgo men are? Satan themselves. Wild. Who is Satan themselves as a woman? We said Aquarius. I don't want to. No, I, you keep saying Aquarius, and I said my personal uh, enemy is Capricorn women. My personal enemy. <laughs> yeah, unless they ha- they're like Capricorn Sun, Sag Moon, Sag Rising, Sag Mercury. Like I'm not gonna get along with them like that. Well, I feel like I didn't know um, a lot of the stuff. You enlightened me a lot today. That like, okay, so your Sun is like who you are at your core. Mm-hmm. But, like, your moon is who your, your, emotions. your emotions are. And your rising is not only, like, it's, like, the mask you put on. But I like that you said it was, like, it's, like, who you want to be. It's not, mm-hmm. like, who you're pretending to be. It's, like, who you mm-hmm. want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Like, who you perform as yeah. when you're asked to perform. So maybe it is who you're pretending to be. <laughs> no, but but I don't think that that, like... I think that there are people who can definitely be like, I'm going to fake being like a talk show host for today. Gotcha. But like, you know, like I, I can fake the personality of having a talk show host. But really, like when you present yourself in a group, a room full of people. Yeah. That's your rising sign. Oh, I don't. I don't know that mine's accurate. <laughs> Scorpio. You you said that you want to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mask, queen. Oh. Yeah, I'm just not good at but the, it. But your Sagittarius sign is just so powerful. <laughs> like, it just eats through that damn right. Scorpio. Like, <laughs> you said it's chomp, like, chomp, chomp. it's like, hi, here's everything about me, all my trauma, everything I've done. But I'm also mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't want you to know anything about me. Yeah. And I think that's that happens to me because I don't have Scorpio in my big three, but literally I have, I think it's like four Scorpio placements in the rest of my chart. And Madiel always says that like, no matter how long we've been together, there's always something new that they learn about me. <laughs> that I'm like, I'm like, just I have so much lore, like random lore. <laughs> I do. It's weird. I feel like that's only because not only because, but I feel like I've got like my main stories, and then something happens. And I'm like, oh my god, did I ever tell you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, you never told me that you like, I don't know, dissected a frog in your backyard. Oh, I didn't. That I dissected a, a frog example. though. <laughs> I, I've never, in high school, I'm did not you? a serial killer. <laughs> no, because serial killers dissect animals. Dissect. No, they like kill animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then. Then. Torture them or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, torture them. Anyway, that's not what I did. I yeah. didn't do any of that. I had a pet toad named Cookie. <laughs> and then I dropped him. <gasps> and then I made a uh, rock headstone for him. And I accidentally dropped the rock on him. <gasps> oh, my God. And then I buried him. Trauma. Mm. I had a pet uh, baby raccoon. Oh. <laughs> named Victor. Did you, like, touch this raccoon? Mm-hmm. He, um, so I think some sort of animal got into the nest of him, uh-huh. and he was the only survivor. <gasps> and I tried to take care of He was definitely, like, wounded beyond repair. He probably had, like, rabies. <laughs> no, I, I would have I died by now. Um, and his eyes weren't even open. He was a baby. Oh. Yeah, and I named him Victor, and then... Um, he only lived for like three days, and we like fed him and like tried. I like wiped his butthole with a wet paper towel. How old were you? Like twelve. Oh, yeah. How old you... were you picturing? 
This was the year before <laughs> I ate. Honestly, like, yes, like last year. You're like, I, I bought a little raccoon. I would not have kept that to myself. <laughs> Thank God social media didn't, like, exist like that for me when I was, like, 11. Because I would have posted this fucking, like, nasty little raccoon. Like, Although he was actually really cute. And then we buried him in the back. Uh, with yeah. a headstone. Yeah. Rest in peace, Victor. And Cookie. And Cookie. <laughs> Damn. You dropped. I used to catch toads all the time. Toad? I used to catch toads. Is that a myth that it gives you warts? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't get warts from it. But, but surely I'm... people get warts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like my mom was very diligent. I'm like, wash your hands. After you're done catching the frogs. Yeah. That is such a suburban thing. Yeah. Also, I went fishing <laughs> with like makeshift rods and sticks. And I would catch shit. The way I would catch shit, I was like, I could survive in the wild. <laughs> you were going feral back there with your I told you, it takes nothing for me to revert. It takes you to smell fall. Not even. We went for a walk in like an, a natural preserve yesterday. A huge one. Um, it was kind of a little bit north from us. And we were like isolated away from like nobody around. It was like a huge like it's the babbling river. Like mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> and I was literally like almost scaling the trees. <laughs> but I was like Okay, like, be safe. <laughs> there is something about a crisp, fresh forest smell that I do want to climb a tree. I want to eat a berry. I want to climb a tree. I want to, yeah. like, get mud in my shoes. <laughs> I um, I don't know what happened. When I was a kid, like, gardener snakes and stuff used to be all over our yard. Mm-hmm. And we used to catch them and, like, hold them, which mm. is, A, really gross. As, like, an adult, if a child is doing that, I would be like, you're never Snake. coming. <laughs> I feel like you're not coming in the house mm-hmm. ever again. But, like, I don't know where. I remember we would do this, and I had one friend who was terrified of snakes, and I just didn't get it. I was like, why are you so afraid of them? And now the thought of a snake, if I think about a snake too long, I shiver with fear. Like, I, I, like, it's that thing where it, like, stops my movements, and I have Mm. to go, like, ah, you know? Yeah. And I don't know why it happened. Like, all of a sudden, it was just a, I don't know, from, like, catching snakes, and then there was a big part of my life where snakes weren't in it <laughs> mm. and then like you lost your you like didn't keep the skill up yeah the skill of not being afraid of snakes yeah it's a learned skill honestly i do i go and like face my fears in petco i'll always go to the snake tank and just like oh, good. stand there for as long as i can exposure therapy yourself at petco <laughs> that's a chapter in your book <laughs> that's one of your many quirks <laughs> Yeah. That would go on my dating profile, I think. I have to exposure <laughs> therapy myself at Petco. I like to spend my evenings uh, walking my dog, exposure therapy <laughs> at Petco with the In front of tanks. the constrictors. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, would t- I, too, was fearless of bugs, of fucking yeah. spiders. I mean, yeah. yeah. Snakes, little critters. I mean, but like... <laughs> little critters. Seriously. And I think that's because... I mean, I didn't you have a... You t- in it. Yeah. And I had a lot of yard. Yeah. And, like, a pivotal part of my childhood was that part of my yard was a creek. Yeah. Like, a pretty... Honestly, almost a stream. Yeah. Like, a deep creek. And then the other side across the road was fu- fucking woods. Like, acres and acres of woods. What was I doing? And then across in front of me was the lake. Yeah. Like, a, there was one person in front of me and then the lake. And so, we would go down there and fish. Or we'd go, like, fuck around in the woods. Or, like, I'd be in my backyard making potions. Yeah. 
Oh, love making potions. Yeah. In the yard, I'd make potions, especially when it was raining. In the bathtub, I was a bartender. Oh, my God. <laughs> I live for that. Oh, my God. I was a beautician. Amazing. And I used to role play the, um, we'll have you pumped and dry. Pumped and oh, I love that. I was like. That is literally my my whole music in my head. Just like, you know how there's usually like just some tune where you're like, boop, 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 mm-hmm. boop, boop, as you're doing stuff. Mine is. Please bring honor to us all from the wall. <laughs> Please bring honor to us all. Um, that, th- Robin has one that makes me laugh every time. She told me one day, out of the blue, unprovoked, that every single day, at some point during the day, she gets the Six Flags theme song stuck in her head. Amazing. We Like to Party by Vanga Boys. Yeah. I could just imagine her just like chilling. That's miserable. That's oh. a miserable hold song. That's what I call it. It's like, yeah, at some point throughout the day, I'm like, what's yours? I'm trying to think of it. I know I have a couple. And it has to be something like that. It has to be like a, a childhood yeah. movie or like a commercial. That makes total sense to me. That it's the Six Flags theme song. Next time you're like bopping around, mm-hmm. like cleaning or just mm-hmm. like moving from task to task, just notice what's in your head. <laughs> I know I'm going to have to write it down. And you're going to be like, it's literally every day this song. <laughs> there, I definitely have one. I just can't think of it in, in the moment. I remember She Who Shall Not Be Named. Hers was Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> that's an incredible one. I, I hate to give that to her. Damn, that's a funny one. Right? I don't even know the lyrics like that. <laughs> hungry like the wolf. <laughs> she was like, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the hunt. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> so everyone out there, write it and let us know what your like your waiting music is. Yeah, your NPC not doing anything. You're in yeah. the waiting room, just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then a hunt after you. That's a good one. It is. If I was playing a video game and that was like the music while you're setting up your character, I'd be like, mm, 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 ooh, yeah, they're jamming. The Mulan one would be weird if it was the. No, but it makes sense. I feel like a lot of people have that one. Maybe it's a good. It's not a bad one. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> Mariel's for a while was, um, it's a famous artist called Celia Cruz and then there's a fucking song that's like (laughs) from like any point in the fucking house and I'm like oh here they go (laughs) and it's like like it's not a chill one that's incredible because yeah they do like that one's that one's like a staple when I'm going through life there are other ones that tend to pop in my boss has one that's like it goes. I don't even. We. I'm not even positive what it's from. It is. It's do 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 all the time. For sure, it's the thing that just like pops out of your mouth when you're like stretching in between tasks. Mine's normally like a scream. Well, that's fair. That's the existential dread. Yeah, that's what plays in my head. I'll get like a bat. I'll like. I have the unfortunate embarrassment twitch of. I will think of an embarrassing moment or something that I don't like or a bad feeling, mm-hmm. and I have to express it via sound. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes, like, sometimes I'll think of one and I'll be like, nah! <laughs> like, I, and then it goes away. 
uh, and then it goes away. Not a joke. Feels if good. you were my partner, I would. You would have to tell every single thought. Anytime you made that noise, I'd be like, "You gotta tell me." Like, there's no way I'd just let that go. No, my dear. No, it happens a lot. You'd be like, "What was it?" Yeah, and I'd be like, "It's the same shit. It was twenty minutes ago." The same one as it always is, baby. Falling out of that tree. <laughs> that. That makes sense, though, because that had, like, intense pain to it. And I understand. It was the shame. Like, well, <laughs> that's just a lot no, but about you. Also, the pain, yeah. Like, the oh, pain Jesus. of the shame. Double homicide. <laughs> it, it happens all the time. <laughs> Matt's got a couple dumb, double homicides in his chart. Mm-hmm. Oh, I quadrupled. Oh, yeah. I just love the feeling of rubbing my eyes. (laughs) So fucking hard. I love rubbing my eye as hard as I can rub it. I remember the first time that I, if you, if I look to the side too hard, I'll get like the stars in my eyes. Oh. So that's not normal. Well, I found that out in like fifth grade. I remember being on the swing set and I like tried to look behind at the like boy that was pushing me. And like all of a sudden there were stars everywhere. And I was like, Sheila, because she was swinging next to me. I was like, I'm seeing sparkle. And she was like, how? <laughs> Probably. You would think I was like a loser. Like no one talked to me the way my stories from elementary school They go. always involve only one other person and it's always Sheila. But you know, I was a very popular kid. <laughs> Nothing critical though happened with anybody else, I guess. No. No, because the clown for hire thing, you know. Oh, I know. I was a class clown. I wasn't a class clown, but I was, like, so vocal about how I felt right in the moment. And I think that I also was just, like, generally smarter than a lot of the other kids. So I mm-hmm. think that maybe it was, like, just the maturity or something. I was funny. Yeah. And so oh, I would, like, say blurt out what I wanted to say, and it made everybody laugh, and I got addicted to that. So I wasn't, like, constantly being, like, a little, like, shithead in class ever. Mm-mm. <clears throat> But I knew how to, my timing was good. Yeah. I was a class clown. Not, like, trying to, like, razz the teachers. The only mm. time, I got in trouble You're a lot. You're so old. Razz the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, somehow 61. 61-year-old <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a really big issue. I just wanted to talk to people. I just wanted oh. to hang out. And so, like, I was upsetting. I was razzing the teachers mm. by, like just talking to my friends while they were trying to teach me like Kelly. I literally the poster child for ADHD. Seriously. Literally. Because you weren't trying to get in trouble. No. And you weren't trying to get anybody else in trouble. No. You just simply had so many thoughts and you couldn't shut the fuck up. You were like, I have to tell somebody about this. Yes. (laughs) You're like, I have popcorn in my backpack. Literally. And they're like, okay. Yeah. I was like, do you know that you can like let the desk fall on your fingers and then it goes numb on the tip? (laughs) And then everybody's like, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> the teacher's like, anyway, Miss <laughs> Rohan <laughs> is making fucking glue bookmarks on oh the. Oh my God. Not glue bookmarks, but I would do the thing where you rub it on your hands and peel it off like skin. I was addicted to that. I don't know. That's because I have a picking disorder. <laughs> I, was, like, I was a smart kid, but I don't know how I passed any grade because I did not listen. I was consistently not listening. Not listening. Not paying attention. Yeah. I remember 
this is just like trauma hour, I guess. I remember the first time I felt shame. <laughs> okay. Shamed. And it was my first grade teacher. And we were learning shapes. Mm. And I said spear instead of sphere. Mm. And she made fun of me. Like, everyone else in the class was like, ha, ha, ha. She was like, spear, Kelly. That's round objects, a spear. And I remember walking up to. I'm getting hot, like, in my body. I know. I remember walking up to, uh, like, the little hand station and washing my hands and, like, looking up at the poster. And it was the shapes and sphere and spear were on it. And I was like. (sighs) Oh, my God. That's triggering memory in me. (laughs) If I may relate. Please. I was. I had a sim- I don't remember if this was the first time, but this was a very early time I ever felt shamed. Yeah. And it was kind of the same thing, except it was like third grade, I think. Yeah. And um we were it was like the projector and mm. um she was using dry erase markers. It was like a about counting change. Mm-hmm. And then she called on me to answer for the answer and I said I said nickel. It was like only a nickel. And it was the opposite. It was like ninety five cents. I like flipped uh, the you know, you see you Yeah. The entire class bursted out laughing about it. That's like an honest mistake. Literally bursted out laughing. And she didn't correct anybody. She was just like, okay, guys, next. Like, she just, like, moved on. She didn't oh correct anybody. And I remember being like, oh, my God. This fucking bitch didn't, like, protect me. Even in that moment, I was like, she, clearly, she's going to turn to them and be like, okay, guys, relax. Right. Nothing. She, like, let them shame me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was the only time with that teacher I had a bad um, interaction. Damn. I know. See, the teacher that shamed me, that caused the kids to laugh at me, the mm. one that was heckling me, Yeah, she didn't like me. So that was... I wonder why. Understandable. Uh, I was a nuisance in class. Oh, you're disruptive. Because I wouldn't, yeah. I wasn't. I w- and I think, like, I was also one of the smartest, so I think that that's why it was funny. Yeah. Because I got it so wrong. It was just literally flipped. Yeah. But I got it so wrong, and I said it so confidently, Yeah. and then they all started literally cackling. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the first times... If only the first, like, in elementary school that I can remember right now anyway. Yeah. I think that that's what, like, pissed the teachers off, too, is that, like, I had perfect grades. Mm. So, like, they'd send a note home. Like, talks way too much. Very often. And every report card I have up until middle school is, great student, great learner, needs to learn to stop talking. Mm. (laughs) You know what? All of mine said... That I'm great to have in class and that, you know, this, this, and this, but I don't try hard enough. Oh. Yeah. And it was like. Like could apply herself more. Yeah. It's like could apply yourself more. And I guess this is just trauma hour, like you said. But but I have brought this up before, especially now like getting this degree. Like I think that we need to abolish the mystical, magical idea of potential. Yeah. Because. The damage that it has done to me to constantly be like, well, like you have so much potential. Like, what does that mean? Right. And like doing that to t- teenage girls, which is like who I, they come in my office all the time and like just vent to me about life and talking about like, I, I know that I could be better at this. I'm like, like, could you? And does that make you worth more? Right. And like, what, what if this is the best it'll ever get? Right. Like, can you accept yourself and can the people around you love you where you're at? Yeah. 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 Huh. I agree. Because how damaging is that to tell them, like, you're so good, but you could be better. Right. And, like, I will, I, it's almost like. Or, like, you could be so good if you worked harder. Yeah. And it's like, I'm getting straight A's. What do you mean I could be no, so good? literally. Like, I am good. Literally. And yeah. it was because I had 
ugly handwriting and yeah. because I had like like I would miss assignments. Like I definitely had an attention thing. Yeah. But I hated it so well because I was so good at school. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think like th- this idea of like it's it's not real. Right. Like, potential. We need to start saying it. Some like. Yeah. Yeah, I just think like you know it's all about it's all different. You know, I think about just like I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Get so many thoughts right then and there. I have, and then wrap them all up and answer them for yourself. <laughs> I watched it happen. Yeah, I did. It did happen. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. Because what is there to say that hasn't been said? Like seriously, honestly, what is there to say? <laughs> Um, okay, should we should we pivot back? Yeah, how do we? What were we talking about? How do we get here? Childhood trauma? Uh, how do we get there? Waiting song. Waiting songs. Damn. All roads lead back, huh? <laughs> Please bring honor to us all. That was the teachers telling you you had more potential. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> You're triggering me. Because Mulan was my favorite. Oh, Mulan's the best. I literally named our cat after Mushu. Do you know that... That's like the lesbian movie. Like that if makes sense. it's the litmus test. Like what was your favorite childhood Disney movie? <gasps> Amazing. I pass. That one and then like who was your favorite like Disney baddie? If you say Meg, you're up there. Okay. Like you're a lesbian. If you say Jasmine when she's in the red like slave suit, that that's another me. one. <laughs> that was me too. I remember rewinding it and then being scared when people came in. I'd be like, <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> Boys are like Girls in small bikinis, and you're like Aladdin just- tortured by Jafar <laughs> three way. Well, I was just gonna say, like, you're just watching that movie, but that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the gift of ceramics. Another one is the obvious one of my moments that made me gay, if not the moment that made me gay. First of all, Moulin Rouge, that entire movie made me gay. Yes. Okay. Now, I had my first, like, sex dream about Moulin Rouge. Oh, really? Yeah. About Nicole? No. About? Uh, no. Guy? About being in the Moulin Rouge. Oh. Why well, limit myself to, 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 to... No, I was enjoying it. <laughs> I like that. I was a patron. Yeah, I was, like, watching a can-can line. That's a show, honestly. But I get it. You understood. Mm-hmm. You understood what it meant for you. Oh, yeah. And then um, another one... Being the fight scene between Anax and Amun and in the Mummy. And whatever Rachel character Rachel Weiss's character was. Yeah. I think she's Nefertiri in the movie. Like she's like the reincarnation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That fight scene, not a joke. Sometimes I still think about it. <laughs> that might be my Roman Empire. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just letting. Oh it. my god, that's a good episode. Roman empires. Oh yes, I, I have, have so many. many. <laughs> One of them is when we said flower at the same time. I think about Literally. that all the time. <laughs> Somebody w- thought they were hot shit with their friend because they got it on the second one. I'm like, bitch, you weren't even there. I don't think we explained that story. So we went on the Potato Creek camping excursion. 
we were inside the tent that was like also tarped because it was downpouring. And it was actually so much fun to be in the tent and it's like wet outside. And we were just like playing um, mind meld, which is you count like one, two, three, and you each say a random word. And the next word you say has to be like the combination of those two words or associated with those two words. So for example, if I were to have said grass and Kelly had said yard, we would have both said lawn or something the next time. Um, so we did it. And on the first go, we it was it was mine and Kelly's turn. We went one, two, three, flower. It was wild. The I cannot. What are the fucking odds of that? Flower? It was fall. There was no flower no, visuals. No. Everyone in the tent was like, "Are you fucking? When did you guys plan that?" No, I think Matt was. <laughs> Matt was. Matt was like this, immediately suspicious. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mariel was like, no way. And then Tony was like, mouth agape. The first word of the first time we played, gagged. And then, like, I felt no shade to Matt. Oh, well, a little shade. He could take it. I don't think he understood the concept of the game. You know what? <laughs> we play that game all the time. But that's his Aries. He like, was like, you're, you're choosing gonna, to you're make this. You're going to keep saying things that eventually will get to what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. No, it's supposed to be the combination of the two, yeah. not like I get to yours. No. He's like, this is my game now because I'm playing, and you will figure it out what I'm thinking eventually. Why did you say flower? I have no idea. Me neither. It was, honestly, I was going to say something else right up until the last second. My mouth said flower, but I yeah. didn't mean to say flower. Yeah. I was going to say, like, cabin and or something. It wasn't even like, you know, because I've played before where, because it's like a great car game, guys, but I've played before where it's like, ant or something. Like, mm. you know, it was like I one, two, flower. three. I've never known a word <laughs> more confidently Crazy. in that moment than in that moment. It was wild. It that was, was wild. wild. Should we just, just do a bitching hour? No. Okay. I mean, unless you want to record again, we did all that research. All that research. I wrote fucking notes in my notes. Thing. Queen, that was not a long sesh. Are you okay? <sighs> yeah, that oh. was my frustration. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I was like, you're dehydrated. <laughs> no. It's like your water's right there. Um. What are we drinking today? Well, I brought the bag. <laughs> it is Summer Moon Oak Roasted Coffee in the flavor Velvet Blaze. How do you like it? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I will say, so Summer Moon is a coffee shop slash, slash roastery. The roastery is in Texas, mm -hmm. but and so is a lot of the coffee shops. But there is one in Crystal Lake. It is so good. Where? We have to go. Crystal Lake, Where? Illinois. Um, it's right in front of, or right by the Regal Showplace. That's brand new. It is. Not the Regal. No. Lord knows. <laughs> that was there before There's time. There's so much new shit over there. Isn't it crazy? Yes. The Freddy's? Place. Yeah. That's weird. I don't that's like crazy. that stuff. But what? whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's like always been like an out here thing. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but this coffee shop, it's so good. Their stuff is called Summer Moon. And it like they go by like you can get a full moon for like a latte. It's like mm. a full moon, half moon quarter moon three quarter moon whatever and crescent moon well no they only do the quarters but it's like they have their own proprietary sweet cream milk Ooh, it's so good so the full moon is like an 
a latte with espresso and like all of that milk. And honestly, it's too much. And I love a sweet drink. Mm. So I usually get the three fourths mm. or even the half. But like, so then they'll like do half the sweet cream and half regular. It is so good. I'll have to try it when I'm out there someday. You have to try it. It is so yummy. And then they have like winter moon and that's iced drinks. Oh, cute. And summer moon is hot drinks. I love that. It is really cute. I will invite them to Ghoul Beans Con. Yeah. That would yes. be a really good one. Yeah. No. Have them come out. It is so good. It is so good. So I, I agree that the coffee, the beans aren't that great. I think it's the sweet cream that's. You know what? I Unpopular opinion. I now having, we have like the coffee grinder at the house, whatever. And we have our own little baby setup. Yeah. Um, I don't fuck with grinding my own beans. I feel like every single time there's not as much flavor as whenever I just get the grounds. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I agree. I also like, uh, I've learned this over, especially the course of this pod, I really like light roast coffee. I like light roast. Um, I also like espresso brewed as coffee. Mm -hmm. I think that's really yummy. Mm -hmm. Um, I like my beans not ground as finely because I do like a less pure taste because mm. sometimes it's too bold mm. that's what i've learned <laughs> i like the espresso ground really fine yeah yeah like, well it's gotta be it has to yeah but like soft pillowy texture yeah. love that Mm-mm-mm. that being said we did have coffee earlier when we were playing we were having a little meeting and yeah. we went to my half the sky again i wish we were sponsored by my half the sky because <laughs> just love the coffee literally love it so much and they're such a good cause yeah um and I had we we both had the egg yolk custard latte, but yours was accidentally iced. Yeah, how do you feel about it? It was good. It's good. It's so good. I just have no control with iced drinks, so I'd rather get them hot. I drink them slower. I drink ice so- slower. Interesting. Yeah, that's funny. Funny. Um, no. Yeah. So I really like the egg yolk custard hot coffee. Yes, like, I really like that. It was giving like Cadbury cream egg. Yeah, it was really good. I really like that. I have to try more of their stuff. I always get the same stuff there. So today's episode is a local lore, and to, and we are in Minnesota this yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. Okay. I chose, shout out to Matthew, I chose Washington Avenue Bridge, which is the bridge on the University of Minnesota campus. Mm. Shout out Matthew. Shout out Matthew. He went to school there. The campus is huge. Like, it is Minneapolis. Do you fuck with big campuses? No, I loved going to school in the city. I mm-hmm. cannot say enough good things. You were at frat parties. I was in nightclubs. Like, there's just Period. no comparison. <laughs> <laughs> and I also went to frat parties. You know, like, I yeah. didn't miss out on anything. I had plenty of friends in local schools. Local schools were cute to visit. And mm-hmm. I was like, now let me get back to, like, a train system. Yes. I will say. I need one more go around with you living in the city. Just one more time? What's another two? What's two years in the city? In this mold hole. Stop. <laughs> There's a the mold hole. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to explain to my boss the other day what Blue Waffle was. No. She's never heard of it. That's my Roman Empire. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> that whole, like, chain messages. Yes. No. 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 Stop. I have to, like, shut it out of my brain. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, I picked Washington Avenue Bridge in Minneapolis, um, Minnesota. 
It was constructed in 1965, and the bridge carries County Road 122 and the Metro Green Line light rail across the Mississippi River. It connects the East Bank and West Bank portions of the University of Minnesota campus. So it's like right Mm -hmm. in there. And again, the campus is basically the city. And that's what I was going to say is like I hardcore like dogged on Matt about like University of Minnesota because he was like, no, it's so great. Blah, blah, blah. And we went. Why? Why? Because I was like, DePaul's better and I'm better because I went there. Me. <laughs> but, um, because I really did honestly have like a disdain for state schools when like him and I got together. And because the people, the clientele. Yeah. But, uh, we went there recently, last summer, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Uh, the city yeah. is beautiful, but it is so much campus. It makes up the city. It's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's too much college. Yeah. But going to college there, I think would have been cool because, like, if you can't handle, if you can't handle, not in a shady way, <laughs> well, but if you can't handle being in a huge city, you do get the convenience of, like, being right by a huge city. Like, but I will say, like, the DePaul quad had nothing on that minute. So we walked through it and I was like, damn, this, it looked like a place where they'd shoot a movie. But right. then, like, there was a city right there. And I was like, it was really beautiful. So I was like, yeah. I can see why you, you were like, like this. Yeah, I was like, I could see if I went to a state school, it would probably be one like this because the city was right there. Right. And, like, had I known it was an option, I might have picked it. But glad I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, It has two decks, a lower deck, and that's where all the cars drive and the light rail trains go. And the upper deck that is used for pedestrians and bikes only. The upper deck was originally just a flat surface, which is disgusting in the winter because Minnesota is like mm-hmm. no warmer than negative 40. So they built a structure on top of it that it was originally supposed to be like an all indoor heated pedestrian area. But it was too expensive for Minnesota to maintain or Minneapolis. And so... There are, like, some heated Porsches in there, but it still, like, gets below zero during mm. the winter. Um, but Matt did confirm that that was, like, the only way to get through the freezing. But his dumbass was like, but I'd sometimes still walk down the outside. I'm like, you're crazy. Because it probably, like, the body heat in there probably mm. made it so nasty. So you get all hot and sweaty and then go back out into, like, negative. Well, that's Chicago. That's getting like, on running the train. To the train. Yeah, <laughs> that was horrible. Um, little fun fact, one designer wanted to go crazy and make the space a much grander place. So they wanted to make it so that the upper deck had like shops and like hangouts and restaurants instead of just something to get across. But I mean, I'm assuming that it didn't go over because they can't even afford to heat it. So (laughs) they probably can't afford to do that. But that would have been cool. Like I could see that being really dope. Yeah. Like that's being... Yeah, that's a spot. Yeah. And the view's probably good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, damn, that would have been cool if they did that. In 2000s, in year 2000, uh, in an effort to make it less drab, the school got the bridge to be painted in the university colors that are maroon and gold. And now they have the little uh, emblem and groundhog on it. What is it? Gopher. It's a gopher. They're gophers. Yeah. Thousands of students and faculty and staff walk across this bridge every single day. Okay. Darker history. 
Um, this bridge is also known, why we're here, of course, for the dark history. This bridge is known as a very well-known spot where many people take their lives, either by hanging themselves or jumping off. I just got chills. And landing in the lake or on the flats below. How often is this happening, I wonder? Um, I think I read that the l- most recent one, so sometimes people jump and then, like, get arrested because they don't die and they land in the water. And then Arrested? Yeah, so it's illegal to, like, jump off a bridge like that. In a suicide attempt? Yeah, I think so. Why is it illegal to kill yourself? It's illegal to attempt to kill yourself. Isn't that crazy? Capitalism. I think probably because it's a public space and they probably do something of, like, a public disturbance. That's probably how they swing it. It's fucked up. Yeah. So I I read that that's happened as recently as, like, this year, but uh, the last death I read was, like, four years ago, mm. but it was pretty sad. So now on to the ghosts. Mm-hmm. That was as much history as I thought relevant. <laughs> um, it is said to be haunted by John Berryman, a poet and professor at from the university who completed suicide there in 1972. Um, I guess that's like one of the more famous people to have jumped off of the bridge. Mm. People say that they see an old man on the bridge that looks exactly like him and then vanishes right in front of their eyes. People also report seeing translucent figures on the bridge either while Mm. they're walking or from like looking at the bridge a common occurrence is if you're walking alone on the pedestrian uh through the pedestrian thing it sounds like someone is rushing up behind you and when you stop the footsteps stop but when you start again they start back up as well ew that's like one of the big nightmares Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah nightmare scenario i mean that's like the conjuring movie well, and it's crazy because, or like, Annabelle. thousands of people walk across that bridge. But, like, when Matt and I were there, it was empty, you know? So there are times. You would think, like, oh, so many people are here. Like, you're never going to be alone in there. But there are. are times where you're going to be alone there or, like, one other person probably walking pretty far. And <clears throat> the school actually had to remove several flags from the bridge because they were being ripped down by the un- by unseen forces. Several security guards who were surveillancing at the time have confirmed that no one was around and they were being ripped down on their own. Hmm. That's it. I didn't get a lot, but I thought I that wonder, was pretty juicy. Yeah, I wonder if, like, what the deal is with the ghost ripping it. I don't know. Like, maybe they... I don't know. I wonder what kind of... Like, is it our flag or, like, is it it's the probably school like flag? It's probably, like, the school's flag, I would say. I wonder... Um, it, like, I wish we could talk to... People who are there right now. Yeah, I do. I wonder if Matt ever felt creeped out there. He was in. He's gonna say no. Yeah, he was in a stage in his life where he wasn't paying attention to that stuff. Shut off. Yeah, but that's creepy. Honestly, it is huge. It's a really long walkway, and like I know I wouldn't want to walk alone there at night or anything. I want, do they have like the DePaul like blue light <laughs> things? I think so. Probably right. Um. My spooky spot in Minnesota is the Anoka State Hospital. And it's like, once you Google haunted Minnesota, it's one of the first things that comes up. Um, I love a good haunted asylum. Me too. So I'm going to first read this, and it's um, from SpookyTraveler.com. And it's got a lot of just like the history of the building and like the cycles that it's been through before it became like this iconic haunted spot. 
So it starts off by saying Anoka, Minnesota is the Halloween capital of the world. Wow. And big claim. Yeah. Okay. I bet you Salem has beef. (laughs) And home to the Anoka State Hospital. The old Anoka State Hospital or the old Anoka State Asylum operated for 100 years and is full of terrifying haunts. There are a lot of factors that add to the hauntings of the asylum located next to the Rum River. And there's a lot of water activity for spirits to pull from. And the Anoka State Hospital served, quote, incurables by using experimental treatments. Yes, lobotomies. The icing on the cake is that the building is built on an underground tunnel system, Mm. winding to connect a dozen cottages and service buildings. So that's like very Minnesota. I noticed when I was doing research for like what I wanted to do, there's like tunnels all over Minneapolis or Minnesota. Like there's mines and stuff from that time but there's just like there were so many places where it was like and of course it's built on top of a lot of tunnels i was like what what's happening up here yeah whatever like resources that they have up in minnesota they were like maybe it's coal maybe maybe yeah the anoka state hospital was built in the late 1800s with the first patients arriving in the spring of 1900 the first set of patients came from saint peter about a hundred about a hundred male patients who were considered chronic incurables the patients weren't to be given any treatment. They were simply transferred here to live out the rest of their days. Damn. Which means that they were, like, left to die, basically. Yeah, or probably tortured. Their own. Yeah. Yeah. The living condition started out great. It was the first mental hospital to use, quote, cottages instead of... <gasps> that we've heard of this! The last one with the, the, the crying groundsman. Oh, yeah. That one had, like, a cottage-style vibe. Probably modeled after this one. Yeah. Barton. Bartonville. Yucky. In Illinois. It was the first mental hospital to use cottages instead of hospital-style building for the patients to live. Each cottage could use 50, could house 50 patients, and the cottages were connected by a series of underground tunnels. The patients were treated well, and most were allowed to walk the grounds, nearly 400 acres of wooded beauty next to the Rum River. Oh, my God. In 1905, 115 women joined the scene in separate housing, of course. There was still room for everyone, and the staff was able to take care of the patients. And then everything took a turn. In the 1920s, it was the height of commitment. Family members could commit other family members for nearly any reason and for an indefinite period of time. Wow. The worst part, that a patient could only be released if a family member were to claim them. Damn. That's so fucked up. That's like, you made me mad. And I don't want to deal with you. I think I remember learning this, that, like, a lot of men who didn't want to be with their mm-hmm. wives would, like, commit them for being, like, Hysterical. Too, yeah, hysterical or, like, too aggressive. hmm I know. By the 1920s, the Anoka State Hospital, otherwise called the Anoka State Asylum, had over 1,000 patients. The hospital was overcrowded, and the staff could not keep up. This meant the conditions were horrendous for the patients. Many were left in straitjackets for days, strapped to beds without someone to change their soiled sheets, and others left to fend for themselves. People report still finding restraints on the property today, over 20 years since the hospital closed down. The conditions were so bad that people tried to escape through the tunnel system. Oh my God. This place only closed down 20 years ago? Uh, it was the asylum for a while, and then it stopped being the asylum for a long time. Oh. Okay. And then, like, but hang on. Um, no, it's okay. Because I, I, too, am like, when I read that the first time, I was like, who the fuck? Yeah. No, but it's, yeah. 
The conditions were so bad that people tried to escape through the tunnel system that connected all the buildings and by swimming in the nearby river. Unfortunately, many people's escapes turned out to be their last living quest as they died or committed suicide. The period between 1948 and 1967 at the asylum was what created a stir. The hospital became the tuberculosis treatment center for the mentally ill and insane, which is a horrible idea. Right. But the hospital population was already overcrowded. With this new batch of patients, the staff really could not keep up and the conditions continued to worsen. In 1950, the Anoka State Hospital was conducting lobotomies. Damn. Not just one or two. They conducted 100 lobotomies in 10 years. And that's just the reported ones. Lobotomies weren't the only experimental treatments going on. Hydrotherapy, so drowning them, and electroshock therapy were also regular treatments. When they built the Anoka State Hospital, they planned ahead and built the Anoka State Cemetery nearby. Yeah. About a quarter mile from the main grounds, the cemetery sits across the street from Anoka High School. Oh, man. There are 400 patients buried here. Remember, the first 100 patients that transferred to St. Peter, 86 of them were buried here. Wow. The cemetery has a dark past, and while the asylum was operating, they buried patients with only numbers as a plaque. Oh, my God. People were forgotten, unmarked, and unable to leave. Wait, fortunately, a team got together and researched graves. A group was able to put named headstones in place of the patient number to help the patients be put to rest. Hauntings at the Anoka State Asylum. First off, the asylum has never been investigated by paranormal investigators. Why, I wonder. Which I find crazy, the author says. They need the city and state's permission to enter, and so far no one has been allowed in to formally conduct an investigation. But workers have a lot of tales. Before the cemetery was updated to the patients' names, orbs could be seen floating near the cemetery and surrounding woods. Inside the cottages, workers report feeling cold on hot days and hearing manic laughter in the hallways. Remember that. Oh, no. There also have been reports of faces in the windows of boarded-up buildings. Employees often report that they feel like they are trespassing. And the nearby Rum River is filled with haunts. The first person who was buried in the cemetery is connected to this river. Just five months over after opening the asylum, William Raysall, a 42-year-old German immigrant, escaped from the hospital. He walked into the Rome River to his death. Some articles report that he committed suicide, but we obviously can't know that for certain. Mr. Raysall isn't the only patient whose life ended in the Rome River. There were dozens of escapees every year from the asylum, and many of them went to the river. Sadly, many of them also died in the whipping water of the Rum River. It is said that people can hear screams from the river and see figures walking into the water. The most haunted part of the hospital, though, is the tunnel system. When patients tried to escape, they had two ways, through the grounds towards the Rum River, with hardly any coverage to hide from the, on the grounds, or the tunnel system. Unfortunately, the tunnel system was dark, twisted, and daunting. Patients, even sane patients and find their way out. Wow. They would get lost in the never-ending maze and ultimately give up. After a long struggle in the dark tunnels, patients who would be, disor- would be disoriented and defeated, more than once, staff found a patient in the tunnel who hung themselves from large pipes on the tunnel ceiling. Oh my gosh. That seems wild, actually. Like, you, you were in there so long, you gave up, and you're like, I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah. And then, like, after that chills. starts happening, it's probably, like, haunted, and I wonder if, like, Maybe that, like, they're like, and now I can't handle the ghosts. Like catacomb style. Yeah. After a long struggle. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Employees who dare to enter the tunnels hear indistinct, hear indistinct and incoherent whispering. Ugh. Often frantic whispering. <gasps> I was gonna do it. No. Okay. Do it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Why are they going in the tunnels? Why are the employees going in the tunnels? It's like, Why does anybody do anything? I wonder if anyone's like, sorry, distraction. I wonder if anyone's like urban explored there. Probably. You know they have. Ew. Yeah. Oh my Yuck. God. I wonder, like, imagine you go with your friend to like explore and you're like, okay, we're not going to get lost. We're going to tie something to the no. ramp. No. No. Mistake a hundred. Uh-huh. You know it's getting chopped, untied, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you like pull it and it like comes into your hand. And then you hear the whispering. Or you hear the... Oh, yeah. Like getting faster On the gravel. It's like... Or it's like crawling. You hear the scrambling. You hear all fours. I would die. You like run into a dangling body. It like taps you. Yeah. And then you get lost more. it's not there. Yeah. Disgusting. Or it's in the dark. Oh, my God. Part of the movie would definitely be in dark vision. And then you can see the feet hanging next to you. And you can't see them. Yeah. Your friend, like, moves the camera. And it's like. And, and now everybody's screaming. Now the feet. The cloud. <laughs> oh, I hate that. that you can tell that, that we have a horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. Employees also hear footsteps running up to them, suddenly stopping and <gasps> running the other way. No! It's real! <laughs> Stop! Read it again because my mind blacked out. Employees also hear footsteps running up to them, suddenly stopping and running the other way as if a patient was lost and trying to find their way out. That's like almost too horrible to bear. I know we were talking about it. I was like, oh, that'd be oh scary. God, it's a nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Why are employees here? I want to know like what people are doing here. Right Most now. employees and residents refuse to enter the tunnels. Today, they are typically used by maintenance workers and security. I need to speak to them. I need to speak to them. I need to know, like, what this place is. Imagine you're just, like, a security worker and the door behind you slams and now you're in the fucking tunnels. Imagine accepting a job like that because you're a dumbass. Some people don't have other options. I can't relate. I to, no, but I can't relate to that. I would. I don't care. I can't. I can't. I can't. I would never. I, can't. I never, like, take a job. You don't look at that place and be like, oh, oh. I love my job. Yeah. You go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> cozy here. You fucking rip your vape before your shift. Right. <laughs> and that's it. Like that, the place, look it up, guys. It literally, we'll put it on Instagram, but think? like, it looks like a horror movie set. Like, you're It's not, like comically horrifying. And like, so you don't get a job there. Like, it's in huge. the interview, you're, the person's gonna ask you, like, do you scare easy? Like, that's what this place looks like. Like, so, how do you feel about ghosts? Right. Like, you, what the fuck are you talking about? That's disgusting. Um, and then it just talks about how you should just like be respectful if you're going to go there. It's abandoned. Um, and then I have uh, some ghost profiles. Yes, yes, yes. The laughing child of the Anoka <laughs> State Hospital. <laughs> Known haunting. Yucko. Many claim to encounter very various supernatural entities at the Anoka State Hospital. But one stands out for its haunting audibility, the laughing child. Witnesses describe hearing the laughter of a child echoing through the... Uh, Hospitals abandoned halls, creating an atmosphere of unsettling mystery. No, that's not what the atmosphere is. Not unsettling it's mystery. Horror, it's horror, demon, scared, exorcism, like claw my eyes out, kind of mm-hmm. scared. The laughing child has become one of the most talked about apparitions connected to this location. You can hear laughter. You can see glimpses of a childlike figure. And often, it, they are seen anywhere in the hospital, it says. You can, they can be found anywhere. That's not a kid. That's a demon. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The laughter is distinctly childlike, but has a mocking tone. 
Ew. Sightings are often brief, with the figure disappearing quickly. No discernible pattern related to the appearance or timing. Ew. People speculate that it's the go- it could be the ghost of a former patient. I doubt it. Oh. No. It's, it's not. No. It's certainly not human. Like, I don't know why we're pretending. <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't, it doesn't have anywhere it's, like, holding on to. It's taunting you. Like, girl. And then we have the agitated patient. Oh, my God. Which is a grown man. So, okay. So, then this, this ghost, which is part of, like, the certified ghost that people have, like, always seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also the agitated patient. And its specifics are that it manifests as a shadowy figure in patient attire. This might actually be a ghost. Generally seen or near the electros- electroconvulsive therapy rooms. Mm, okay. Associated with flickering lights and cold spots. It has um, audio phenomena, inc- including anguished whispers. Ugh. A sudden drop in temperature and a, a disturbance of electronic equipment. Ghost. Ghost, yeah. ghost, ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. That's okay. a ghost. So I'm so sorry, dude. And I wish that you could be not yeah. there. Mm. And then this is an experience from Reddit user Ripley Hyde. Um, it's from nine years ago. So this is their experience um, with Anoka. In Anoka County, Minnesota, there's an old mental asylum that borders the high school. I'm talking right up next to it, sharing a fence and everything. Ugh. My mom said that when she went to school there in the 70s, she'd see patients walking around the grounds. Sometimes they'd come up right up to the fence edge and watch while my mom's tennis team practiced. Ew. I didn't think about that. No. I only thought about it being haunted and going to school there. I just got, like, I'm getting scary tears. I guess there are old graves in one of the courtyard corners, too, which makes sense as it's been a running hospital since 1898. It no longer serves as a mental hospital, but now a recovery center for... Okay, so... Oh, okay. Okay. But now a recovery center for troubled teens and addicts. I would love to speak to them. Me, too. The underground tunnels are non-functioning for all intents and purposes, but still patrolled. I can't imagine recovering from substance abuse or being in juvenile detention in a place like that. Yeah. With this kind of reputation, obviously it's been a victim to a number of stupid teens vandalizing or sneaking onto the property to ghost hunt or whatever. In 2005, I was in high school and I was dating this guy, Max, who volunteered for the fire department. His dad was fire chief, so naturally he was involved. All the, quote, minor volunteers were given a rotation of duties. One month running phones, one month maintenance and repairs, one month kitchen. And as they got older and more experienced, a few of those months would be spent doing patrols. Now, normally a minor volunteer wouldn't be asked to patrol at the asylum, but since Max's dad was chief and Max had been volunteering for three years um, and they were understaffed, he was asked to patrol the tunnels. Dope, dope, dope. For us, not him. He go- this person goes, this was our chance. <laughs> I was in the middle of finals, but I was done with school for the year that Thursday and thought a cool end of the school year ex- exploration of the building would be an epic summer starter. He said he'd let me know after his first night what it was like. Tuesday morning, I heard from him before I went to class saying that the tunnels were cool and creepy. He said he patrolled alone, so I should be able to sneak down there with him for that bit. But it might not be able to patrol with him on the actual grounds perimeter, which is fine. All I really cared about were the tunnels. He also said to bring a flashlight because there was a bit that he had to turn off the light before turning on another and the wiring's all weird. Oh, I'm immediately like there's not lights going. down there? I guess. And he had to turn one off before you could turn on the other one. Ew, could you imagine? No, I wouldn't go. Like, this is not something I, I can't go to these. T- I like, this is my, like, I can't. Why do you turn off the light? Like, just this place has enough money. It's probably the wi- It's probably. Oh, the wiring. Yeah, here. like, you don't want to surge the. Because <gasps> then there'd be no lights. <laughs> they all go out. 
nightmare scenario. The ones in front of you start going out. I just like, yeah, I don't think, I feel like you need to tell me everything you see there. Go explore. But like, I don't want to go there. It was a. Ama- I can't trust you, Max. You're a man. I know <laughs> yeah. you're not going to report back everything to me. Right. I know someone like came and shuffled up to you and you were like, oh, it's just the wind. Uh. <laughs> Wednesday morning he said Wednesday morning he said there was a smell down there and I should bring water shoes some of the flooding had backed up to the tunnels and likely a sewage break or drowned rats see there it is it's sulfur it's sulfur Max but you're like but go there's on. sewage there's sewage backup Thursday morning he told me to meet him on the path behind the asylum at 10pm it ran along the river I was a little creeped out by the idea of walking alone on the path at night but decided it would be fine I told my friend Anna where I'd be and said I'd text her a code word every hour to let her know I was okay. The code was a line of lyrics from the Tenacious D song. <laughs> I may like creepy things, but I'm a huge pansy. <laughs> Us. Yeah. I dressed in ghost hunter stuff, a.k.a. all black, with a hood and my rain boots. I held my keys in my hands, the thing you do in case someone attacks you and you think, I'll jab them with my keys. Max was waiting there when I got there, so I didn't have to wait alone, which was great. We started weaving our way through the property, avoiding light posts. We got to the entrance. It was one of those concrete entryways that immediately led to descending stairs. We headed in. The usual graffiti was present. Iterations of fuck and penis sketches and one bit that was just the word no repeating. Yeah. I turned on my flashlight and we headed down. At the base of the stairs, it smelled like absolute shit. It was also 10 degrees cooler. He clicked on the light switch at our end and we started off. There was nothing remarkable about the tunnel, just a bunch of empty, mostly doorless rooms and an inch or so of putrid standing water and a few pieces of destroyed furniture. Maybe it wasn't sulfur. Maybe it was a sewage backup. (laughs) Poor canola stoves. (laughs) I routinely looked through every room as he waited in the main tunnel. There were ten cubes. I both expected to find something horrible and also feared I'd find something ghastly. Most of the rooms were harmless, just kind of gross. Honestly, I was disappointed that I hadn't been the adrenaline rush I hoped for. There were four rooms left at the other end and looked particularly beat up. He explained that there had been holding cells for patients without were having episodes or needed isolation. Holding cells. Notice that that's not like a hospital term, by the by. Need isolation. Probably for like behaving poorly, not because But like, it's punitive. That's not helping them. No, yeah. That's what asylums, they were just like jails. They were just prisons. To put your family members that you didn't want to deal with. Right. They were prisons to like science project mm-hmm. Ugh. these were the only four with intact doors <gasps> i made him come in with me because i was paranoid the door was suddenly slammed shut and there's no way i was going to be haunted alone what? i started inspecting nothing interesting in the first two rooms and the third i found some indents on the bottom corner of the back wall after inspecting a bit i realized they were fingernail marks mm. the worst part about them was imagining the position someone would have to be in to make them crouching on the floor Back to the door. Ugh. Ugh. I found a few more spots of claw marks, all bundled together. Marks going in all different directions. Most of them were clustered around the bottom of the room or the corners. But there was one grouping of scratches about nine feet up the wall. I guess maybe the person was standing on a bed and just going to town. But the unnatural height really bothered me. Yeah. At this point, that was enough. And I really didn't need a lot of creepy stuff to fill my quota. So I was already to to leave. (laughs) Max understood, but I also thought I should check out the last room. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> Since I had looked in all the others, I wanted to leave on my... This person says that they're OCD and curiosity is like, mm, prove it. Right. 
You totally need to look in that last room till you have to complete the dungeon crawl. It's just that you wanted to. Right. And you it would have bugged you if you didn't. You ignored your intuition of like, I'm good, let's go. Yeah. So I went in and made him stand right by me. We were going over the walls but found nothing. I kept going back to the back corner since that where that's where I found the first marks in the other room. I bent down to look at what I thought was another mark on the wall and noticed there were marks on the floor. It was hard to see since there was water all over, but by swishing my foot back and forth, I could make out the word no repeating. Mm. Now I was done. I stood up and turned to Max and then stopped. We had been so focused on looking at the floor with the flashlight, we didn't realize the light in the tunnel had gone out. <gasps> I fucking all out screamed, it says. Max grabbed the light from my hand and charged towards the opening. I followed in a panic. He looked one way, then the other with the light before dashing towards the stairwell to hit the corresponding light switch. I waited in the hallway, pressed against the wall, eyes down. I didn't want to close them. I couldn't even see anything anyway, but I didn't want to look around. I was afraid I'd see a shape in the claw mark room across from me. Oh, no. Moments later, Max had the tunnel light on and was grabbing my arm. Thank God he's an emergency responder and I could just act on instinct. I was useless. <laughs> I was useless. We ran up the stairs and out the other side and I had another brief moment of panic when he took the flashlight and went back down to turn the light off to complete his patrol. I thought we would for sure be pulled out of view by an invisible... I thought he for sure would be pulled out of view from an invisible force, but none of that happened. The thing is, I'll never go back. But Max had more nights on patrol. That sucks. To be alone. Why do you have to patrol alone? Well, they were, remember he's like he was short staff and normally he wouldn't. Yeah. Damn. So that's the Anoka State. Would you go? No. I would go on the grounds. I wouldn't go in the tunnels and I wouldn't go inside the building. Not that you could. I'd go to the cemetery. I would go on the grounds in the daylight. Yeah. I would go you to know, the river in the daylight. The patient holding, like, the fence and, like, staring into the... Yeah, that's Ooh, gross. Jesus. I would go inside the building in the daylight with, like, people working there. Yeah. In the school? No, in the building. Mm. I would never go in the tunnel. I think it's totally, like, you can't get in there at all now. Mm. Yeah, I would not ever do what that person did. Of going into the... First of all, so unsanitary. So unsanitary. Honestly, having to, like, walk the river path alone, I would have been like, yeah, I'm not coming. Nine feet above, there was scratch marks. I mean, it makes sense if someone's standing on the bed, for sure. But, like, it's also, like, you have to think of the state people are in to just be, like, scratching at walls like that. Like, that's scary. The crouching back to the door scratches. Yeah. Or, like, dragged out of the room. So, do you think, like, the the light turned off naturally, or? I mean, it's like how we were describing a scenario, which, like, you tie a rope. Yeah. It's like, yeah, duh. Like, yeah. The light was going to turn off. <clears throat> People, I bet you are like, well, it's an old building. Right. I bet the light turned off ghostly, spectorally. I mean, it's already dark as fuck in there. Yeah. To go, honestly, so brave to do that. It's like walking to this room with all the lights off, like darker than that. And then you're like looking so concentrated in a corner for something and you turn around and the hall lights off. Hell no. Nightmare, 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 nightmare. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Not going with him. I understand the feeling of running and being like someone's chasing me, but like standing in the hallway, I actually can like very me understand too. like the like. To not close your eyes is wild. You can't see anyway. I would have closed my eyes so tight, and I would have just been like, 
Uh, I would have plugged my ears too. I, the, okay, I would not have closed my eyes because you can't see anything anyway. But I definitely would have plugged my ears. You can see something if they come up straight to your face, probably. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I think hearing it's worse. I do too. Whenever I watched scary movies as a kid, I'd plug my ears before I closed my eyes. Because I get scolded. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but the sounds were worse. I wonder if there's a map. Ugh, don't look at a map. A professional drawing. <laughs> You're obsessed. Oh, I meant to tell you, something spooky happened to us. Yes, two days ago. What happened? We were in the basement and, um, well, that's where we live. <laughs> and we were... Um, in our room or something, we were, like, putting away clothes. And Maria's phone was in, like, the living room or something, and they hadn't checked their phone. And um, Melo barked, the dog that lives upstairs. And we were, like, because we were the only ones home. Like, uh, their mom was out somewhere, and their brother was out somewhere. And um, Melo barked, and then uh, Maria wanted to see if it was Moy or their mom that came yeah. home. And then we went and checked the fucking... We left the room, and Maria was like, oh, shit. My mom was like, I don't have a key to get in. Fuck. Like, she must have had to go past our window to go get the spare key. Yeah. And we were, like, creepy because we had the window open. Like, she could have just been like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I was like, fuck. Like, oh, I feel horrible. I hate when that shit happens. Yeah. And then um, Maria's mom calls them and says, like, can you open the door? I don't have a key. No one was home. Wait. No one? was upstairs no one came in but you heard someone come in we heard yeah in the living room we <gasps> we thought someone no one was home no no one was home literally Mariel answered the phone and like was like yeah i'm up my, i'm up going up right now came down and was like so my mom just got here she didn't have she was letting me know she didn't have a key <gasps> and not and she, she just got here and Moy's not home shut up we literally were like Maria went to wanted to go up to see if it was their brother or their mom. Ew. Oh, I just got chills. Yeah. That was the creepiest thing that's happened in a long time. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. That's not the first time they've heard footsteps, though. That's the first time that we've really heard them. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. There was one time where I text Moy, and I was like, please tell me that's you. Yeah. And he was like, it wasn't. Yeah. And it literally foot like hard footsteps upstairs. And I was like, he's sleeping up there. Like, that first floor is where his room's at. Yeah. I'd be so scared. He can fucking sleep through anything. He's another one. Ugh. That's gross. And then my, um, one of my kids, who will remain anonymous, um, she was in my room, my little office, and, um, she was talking about how her mom sleeps with the, her huge mirror facing her bed, and she goes, and if you want demons, that's on you, and I was like, oh my god, do you believe in ghosts? Amazing. And um, she was like, I do. Because that's how you get fucking demons. And then she was like talking about that. And then uh, I was like, have you ever seen a ghost? And she told me. Oh, no. She told me that she has one memory of seeing a ghost. And um, she was five. And her like dad's brother passed away. Like her uncle. Or, or her dad's uncle. Yeah. You know, her great uncle, whatever. Yeah. Um, and this was in Colorado. Okay. And she grew up in Colorado for a little while. Sorry. No, you're okay. Classically haunted. Super haunted. And um, she said that he passed away, and then um, she has a memory of being on the playground at her school and then looking across the street and seeing through the traffic the uncle 
standing under a tree, just like dead staring at her. Yes, I know. I went, I almost said her name right now. <laughs> I was like, are you being for real right now? And she was like, and that's the only memory I have of him. But my mom tells me that I would always come in from like playing outside being like, oh, I was just talking to uncle so-and-so. <gasps> oh my gosh. Like, uh, like out of a movie, like deadpan, like yeah, from across the street. My whole body is goosebumps. I know. And then I started telling her about growing up in a haunted house. Oh my, I can't process this. I was like, imagine your kid coming in. And then, oh, I was just talking to grandpa. No. I'd be like, no, you weren't. <laughs> not if you want to live in this house, you weren't. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> Don't say that to me. Um, but grandpa was, like, imagine they were like, grandpa was scaring me. Oh, my then God. Then you would really know. Yeah. That it was not grandpa. I can't believe that. That's disgusting. And, like, I, I, I think about who she is and, like, her personality. And I'm like, I know that she just swallowed that. Like, she right. did not. She's not the type to scream. Yeah. She, I know that she's the type to, like, stare and, like, hold it. Yeah. And, like, be afraid, but, like, not be able to look away. That's so gross. I just can't handle that. I feel so bad for her. anyone who has to deal with that situation. Because <laughs> it could not be me. I would immediately scream. Yuck, man. <laughs> I want you to ask every one of those children if they have a ghost story. She's like, if you want to get demons. <laughs> like, for sure. Apparently, it's a huge mirror. Ugh. That's yeah. not good. But. Um, if you have a mirror across from your bed, <laughs> if you have a demon portal across from your bed, write in. Tell us about the man standing by the playground. <laughs> at coolbeanspodcast at gmail.com. Or DM us. At coolbeanspodcast. On Instagram. I would literally love to hear about childhood ghost stories from you guys. Mm-hmm. I would love it. I would eat that shit up. Please give me a childhood ghost story. Also, if you've ever, like, explored, like, an abandoned building and had something creepy happen, like, that's really cool because I don't have the guts to explore an abandoned building. I don't have the guts to, like, be in a structure, you know, anywhere where they might trap me. I don't have those guts, you know. Explore. I've never gone to urban exploring. I used to know some guys that would go and take really cool pictures, but I was like, I don't have the guts because what if it's haunted? Literally, what if it's haunted? And then what if you bring something home with you? Also, like, honestly, just going to like a place, like a business that's closed and I'm there after hours, I'm like, this is spooky. <laughs> I mean, shit, when I'm working at. Yeah, schools after hours, garbage. Because there's so much foot traffic. There's so much energy walking through those places. Especially at high school. That's tumultuous energy. Um, That's it. Thanks for joining. And spilling. The ghoul beans. That was your first sex dream? My first? Should I say my first one? I get made fun of it so much to this day. I'm going to turn my mic off maybe. So Why? I laugh at you. No, you know, you can laugh. Okay, what is that? My first sex dream was in the back of Gymboree, because I worked there in high school. Oh. And this was during that time. Oh. What? Mine was in, like, third grade. <laughs> but it wasn't, like, a sex dream. I was just, like... Making out. It was, like, a, a sexy dream. It was yours? your first, like, sexual dream. Yeah, it was dream. my first, like, sexy dream. No, like this I was, was like, not my supposed first, to be there. like, sex dream. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Serious. I don't think I remember my first one. It was with... Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. <laughs> Go on. He, t- he took me. 
saying this, and I was like, but like Tim Allen from like the Santa Claus, and then people are like, like Santa Claus, I'm like no, like young Tim Allen. They're like, that's still not good. I'm like, I know it's not good. There are, are tears coming in my eyes. Literally, what do you mean? In the <laughs> back of Gymboree, like the stock room. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? He did he show up? He was like a customer. I was like folding clothes back there, and he was there, and we. You're like twelve. I was like sixteen, but yeah, it's still Tim oh. Allen. I don't know. He's so Republican now. Well, I don't agree. It was a dream, first of all. I obviously was it good. <laughs> as great as my sixteen-year-old self knew about sex, but you—I didn't know a lot about sex. You were having sex. Like, that was my first sex dream. He, like, was holding me against the... Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Isn't that the fantasy? It I is. think that's the fantasy. And it's I've never been a small fantasy. enough bitch to, like, be thrown or against a, a wall. with a strong enough man <laughs> and or woman. And or non-binary. Um, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends. Yeah. Never. It is the dream. It's a hundred I'd have to be dream. with... Just someone that works out, honestly. A lot. Yeah. I saw a video the other day... <laughs> Of a lesbian woman who had 250 pounds in each hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like. There you go, baby. Carry me and my friend. Literally flip me in one hand. <laughs> like That'd be insane. <laughs> like juggle me. 